Money is a constant in our everyday lives and is more than just a tool for transaction. It's a psychological powerhouse that shapes our behaviors, decisions, and our emotions. The psychology of money delves into the complex relationship between our financial habits and our mental processes. In this video, I will explore the psychological aspects of money, its effects on financial decision, and why your mind might be keeping you poor. Hey guys, Eric Martel here. I am in the Nice, in the south of France, talking about money and really about what money does for us and how it helps us achieve and live our fullest life. This is so important to me. And here in this video, I'm talking about how our mind is actually affecting how we view money and how we see money as a tool and what might be blocking you from achieving the success that you want. I'm also really interested in your opinion on how you think about money and how you make decisions. Maybe share some of the decisions that turned out to be a mistakes or a resounding success and share that in the comments. Let's get started. First, let's talk about how our mind is affecting financial decisions. These are often called cognitive biases, and which are systematic errors in our thinking that affects our decisions and judgments. One such bias is the money illusion, where we think in terms of face value rather than actual purchasing power. For example, would you prefer a 5% pay raise in a year when inflation is a 2% or a 2% pay raise in a year when there's no inflation. This bias can lead to financial missteps because we are ignoring the fact that prices are going up with inflation. Another cognitive bias is loss aversion, where we prefer avoiding losses over having some gains. This bias can lead to irrational financial decisions, such as clinging to losing investments in the hope that they will bounce back or selling winning investments to quickly secure some gains. Recognizing these biases can help us make more rational and effective financial decisions. If you had the choice between receiving $50 for sure or the 50% chance of receiving $100, which would you choose? This is why people often prefer to put money in the bank rather than risk losing part of it by investing it. So when you combine that with the money illusion that I talked about earlier, the decision is more about the certainty of losing purchasing power by putting the money in the bank over the possibility of making a return that will improve your purchasing power in the future. Another one is the confirmation bias, which is the tendency to seek out and favor information that confirms our existing beliefs. If you're in a rut, things are not going well, you're following the advice of the same influencers for a few years, and you're still not getting closer to your goals, shouldn't you seek advice outside your normal group? Does that make sense? This goes hand in hand with the herd mentality. Just put your money into that what everyone is investing in. Elon Musk invested in Dogecoin. Well, it must be a great investment. Kevin O'Leary from Shark Tank invested in FTX. So let me put my money into it. Or should I buy a house now since this is the kind of age where people buy houses? And finally, the overconfidence bias. I observe this a lot in stock market investors where they believe that they can consistently beat the market with their stock selection. This is especially true 
when the stock market goes up consistently every year for a few years in a row. It happened before the dot-com crash, for example, in 2000. The stock market was going up since 1991. There were tons of high-tech IPOs. Everybody was investing. I would go to clients and even the receptionist would be investing in some IPOs. CNBC screens were everywhere. A monkey could throw a dart on a, any stock chart and it would be a winner. Everybody thought they were geniuses until 2000, 2001, where everything collapsed. The same thing happened from 2008 until last year. People get overconfident about their ability. You would ask the same genius investors why they bought the stock at that price at that time, what was their exit strategy, what was their return on that investment, and all you would get is a blank stare. That's when you realize that they're not investors, they're gamblers. So how do you avoid these biases? The best way to avoid these biases or reduce their negative impact is to run the numbers, even if you think you know the answer. That is the trap. Take some good notes about your investment. What is your entry price? What is your exit price? What is the exit strategy? What's the target return, you know? It is the same for every investment, pretty much. I'm not a golfer, but I know that the best golfers have notebooks about the different courses they play on, the weather, the condition of the course, etc. They use these notebooks or these notes to improve their game. You should too. Now let's talk about the relationship between money and happiness. While money can alleviate financial stress and provide opportunities, research suggests that beyond a certain income level, additional wealth doesn't significantly increase happiness. This phenomenon, there's a name for it, is called the Easterlin Paradox. And that suggests that relative income rather than absolute income is more important for happiness. We tend to compare our wealth with others, and these comparisons can lead to dissatisfaction and unhappiness even if we are objectively well off when you compare with everybody else. And my recommendation is that you don't want to move to a big house in an expensive neighborhood just because you can afford it. Your neighbor might make you feel less fortunate than you really are. Live a simple, frugal life. Nobody needs a Lamborghini or a Ferrari. Don't go to the extreme fire either where people reuse their pasta water to reduce their water bill. Don't set a goal to have 10 or 100 million dollars. These are meaningless. Set a lifestyle goal instead. How we spend our money also impacts our happiness. Research shows that spending money on experiences rather than material possessions tend to yield greater happiness. And this suggests that the psychological benefits of money aren't just about having more of it but also about how it is used. So the psychology of money is a complex and multifaceted field that explores how our financial behaviors are intertwined with our psychological processes. So you have these cognitive biases that can lead to irrational financial decisions, while the relationship between money and happiness is influenced by relative income and spending habits. Understanding the psychology of money can help us make better financial decisions and promote financial well-being. As we go through lives, it is crucial to remember that money, while it is important, is only a tool and not an end in itself. Its ultimate value lies in its ability to enhance our lives and the lives of others.
The psychology of money is not just about understanding the economic decisions that we make. It's about understanding why we value money, how we perceive wealth and poverty, and how these perceptions shape our lives and our society. It's about recognizing the biases that can lead us astray and learning to make more rational and fulfilling financial decisions. It's about understanding the complex relationship between money and happiness and how we can use money to enhance our well-being and the well-being of others. In a world where money plays such a central role, the psychology of money is absolutely crucial to understand. I hope you found this video helpful and interesting. Make sure that you put some comments in there. I'm really interested to know more about how you view money, the decisions that you have made. Uh, all your experience around money is something that's very interesting. Let's put your comments under the video. I'll review them and uh, we'll, we'll talk about them. Maybe I'll do some more videos about, about that in the future. Make sure you like and subscribe to my video. Uh, I do these videos every week. And uh, again, I'm really interested in your feedback. So please write some comments in there, whether you like it or not, or if you have other topics that you want me to talk about. See you next week.